Hey, everybody, it is Trags Mike Petralia back with another episode of the Red Sox Beat podcast powered by CLNS Media. And this time, as we look ahead to the 2022 season, just days away, a delayed start, albeit, but still an exciting time for all Red Sox fans. I bring back my old boss from the WEEI.com days, uh, and I'm very proud to have him on Shades and All from just outside the uh, uh, Red Sox training facility in Fort Myers. The one and only Rob Bradford does a great job covering all things Red Sox for WEEI and odyssey.com. Did I get it right, Rob? Audacity. No, Odyssey. You, you got it right. And by the way, yeah. I wear the shades. I wear the shades because I can't see. Like, so for the first time in my life, I have prescription sunglasses. Oh, so. Yeah, I can't see without them. So it's like I'm not like a hardo where I'm wearing sunglasses all around. But holy crap, tracks! Like you know how expensive these things are. Oh my goodness! Uh, I'm going to say 11.95 from your local um, uh, CVS. Yeah, it depends with with no period. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're, you're not far off. off. You're not that far off. Anyway. I just want to make it clear that I'm not a, not like a jackass and that I, I just wear around sunglasses all the time. I can't see your smiling face if I don't wear them. I, I understood, and I can vouch for the fact that uh, you're not a jackass. You're Thank anything. You. But by the way, also, if you're not following him on Twitter, at Bradfo, the Bradfo Show is the most unique baseball content on the web. How's that for a... Oh, I, I mean... Unique. Unique, unique can be perceived in so many ways. It can, but, uh, but I mean it only in a loving, in a good um, way. positive in a, good, in a good way. Listen, I, I, uh, one of the great things about this spring training tracks and yep. this baseball season coming up, and you know this because you were good at it, you're good at it as well, is access of talking to guys. It was just stripped away from us for the last two years. And, and being done in spring training, you know, the access has been great. Uh, the players have been amenable to it. They haven't been like, get out of our clubhouse. And that has lent itself like a podcast as well. You know, sit down. I sat down for whatever it was, 45 minutes with Xander Bogarts the other day. I mean, that's wow. obviously that's doesn't really happen a whole lot. And so it's, it's, um it's good. I mean, it's good. It's, it, and by the way, it's important. It's important for baseball. Like this is, I think that that kind of went under the radar, how important it is for writers to get in there to talk to these guys and to be able to sort of humanize them a little bit more than just on zoom calls. So on, in my other job, in my wearing another hat, uh, covering, of course, as you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, um, I am very happy. And a lot of players and coaches and even uh, team officials, certainly with the Bengals are happy that the, the locker room is going to be open this year. And I thought it interesting, Rob, that, um, at the winter, or not the winter, maybe the spring meetings, Roger Goodell was asked about whether or not the locker rooms would be open, you know, this summer and into the season. And it was his PR man jumping in and saying, no, they will be open. They absolutely will be open, meaning they know and 
as well as we do uh, on the media side, how important it is to have uh, interpersonal relationships with these players. It's, it's particularly important, as you know, in baseball. And baseball isn't boring, as your T-shirt does. Yeah, right. no, baseball is not boring. It isn't boring. Go to BB isn't boring. At BB isn't boring. It's a, it's a revolution, Trags. All the players are wearing these T-shirts. Joe Kelly is the, is the kingpin. Um, he's spreading the word. So we're just uh, we're just his messengers. So, but baseball isn't boring. But uh, but to go go back to your point, um, yeah, I mean it's it particularly in baseball you have so much access. Like I said, so much happens that you want to ask about the little things, and um, and and I think football maybe understood what we're talking about, where you know this is important for the sport. Like this is this is it's really important for the sport, man. It, it just is to be able to humanize these guys a little bit. Now, you know, with the Patriots or with the Bengals, or maybe it's a little bit different. Well, certainly with the Patriots, a little, a little bit different. Yeah. But it's uh, because I thought for short tracks, it was going to be like, you're never getting back in. You're never getting back in that. I never, felt, I, I never feared that because I think these teams and players and whatnot all – understood the concept of they've got to get their message out and yeah they can start their own platforms but there's a reason it's called mass media and you can reach a lot more player a lot more people with less effort if you're a player particularly yeah but you um, hit on it you hit on it. i think some of the players and i agree some of the players understand that but i also think some of the players thought well no i'll just do my instagram stories and i'll do my social media and and that'll get the message out and, and and because uh, this is a baby, I'm sorry to re derail this conversation. No, yeah, it, it's your platform, it, Rob. Okay, well, no, but I'm just like, you know, it, it's one of the things about baseball that I always found like about we talk about personalities, yep, and the reluctance to show their personality, and I think it's and I've talked to baseball players about this, and they don't disagree, which is you know they're in in there so much with each other. So they don't to, to let them set their personalities out to basically being the, the guy who is doing the wacky things or whatever. They don't want to be the guys who are like make, get made fun of or, hey, what were you doing there? Or, what you were doing there? They're very conservative in that respect because they, they have, it's, it's to me, it's why it's the least political of all the sports, because they don't want to talk politics when they walk in there. Because, you know, the guy sitting next to him might have a completely dis, um, different opinion and they are going to change their mind. And all of a sudden now you have six months sitting next to the guy, which you're, you know, that you disagree with. So that's why I think that there was a bit of reluctance to show their personalities. Now, I think it's, it's changing a little bit because I think that sort of guys are realizing that it's okay. It's okay to do it. And, um, and I've seen that in spring training so far. I mean, it's a good for, – for the Red Sox point of view, it's a good group, man. It's a good group of guys, and they're, they're, not, they're not afraid to, to talk and do stuff, and it's all good. Joining uh, that group very late to the party, but understandably so, is one Trevor Story. And he didn't play his uh, first game until last Wednesday um, against the Atlanta Braves. And I'm just curious from what you saw in a week's worth of action, how ready is he? And I mean, because he only had a week of, of actual game action, not even um, to be a productive member uh, at the top of that Red Sox lineup. 
I think he's ready. You know, I, I, you know, who knows? Because sometimes it catches up to you. You pull something that you don't if you rush him. But performance-wise, what I've seen from the guy is that he's ready, and I think it's a big part of that is because the what type of player he is. He's he's an athletic guy who's in good shape already. So there's not like not a lot of moving parts. Um, he's got a pretty compact swing. So, uh, you know, so you see him like hitting the ball right away. Fielding wise, he's playing a new position, but, you know, range and good hands will make up for a lot of inexperience. I actually think that they're going to have a, you know, that middle of the infield with Bogarts and Story is going to be pretty good. It's going to help Bogarts, I think, too. Um, so, uh, to answer your question, you know, I, I, they'll give him time off here and there, but I wouldn't be overly concerned. I think it's a, it might not, you know, you might not have a guy coming out and hitting 15 home runs in April, but still, I think he's going to be a productive guy out of the gate. Does it matter if he hits second or sixth? Cause I, I, I don't understand why you would move him. And I'm sure Alex Cora has got all of the analytics behind him and Heim Bloom and whatnot. And the Red Sox front office have the, have done the analytics, but I, I just don't want him hitting sixth. If I'm a Red Sox fan, I want him at the top of the lineup, getting as many at bats as possible. Well, so the, the, the answer is, is that, you know, you have, obviously it's not like you have like bums in front of them. Um, and you, you've seen it enough where a lineup might start one way and then it, it changes. I mean, listen, I mean, Hunter Renfro ended up leading off some games last year, right. you know, no one was ever thought that would be possible. Um, I think that the, the impetus, the motivation really is because they really like Devers in that number two spot. And we've seen it in baseball now more than ever where your best hitter, your biggest threat is going to hit second. The Mike Trout's of the world, the Carlos Correa's of the world, like those guys are going to hit second. And so that's why they like Devers there. And they feel like Kike is the most natural leadoff hitter. So you lead him off, you hit Devers second. Now you're getting to a little bit of the left, right. Um, you know, so Bogarts, you're going to stick in the middle of the order. JD, you're going to stick, stick in the middle of the order. Um, so, and then you, again, like with the Verdugo thing, and maybe they, they just don't want so, too many righties in a row. That's why they break it up, and then boom, here comes Story. So we'll see. I mean, if the guy's red hot, you want to get him at best. That's what happened with Renfro last year, Trags. Yep. I mean, Renfro was their best hitter for a couple months, and he's hitting down there. And like, well, what are you doing? You got to get this guy at bats, man. And I think ultimately they end up putting up uh, him up there for a while. So we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't stress out too much about it, but it's a good point. All right. Uh, does Raphael Devers get done? I think everybody wants to know if that contract extension uh, is um, in the offing and why um, it behooves the Red Sox who under Heim Bloom have proven to be pretty, I think, ahead of the curve so far in, in his leadership and his stewardship of the franchise. Do you think a deal gets done? I mean, when's this podcast dropping? <laughs> uh, pretty immediately, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, hours. I, I, can, can I do like two different versions of this? I do. I yes. don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, because, and I say that because if you ask me right now, as we sit here, yes, in my car, yes, I would say this. I don't think my my inclination is that I don't think it'll get done. Um, now, whether it gets done or not, it 
it still is baffling to me. You know, when I talked to him, whenever that was a week and a half ago Mm -hmm. and, and flat out said, have you talked? Have they approached you about extension at any point? And he said, no, like that is unbelievable to me. And I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about like two or three years ago. Like this is, you know, Trags, like Theo made a living off of extensions of getting guys locked up early. Tampa Bay, you know, they make a living off of it. So I, I don't know if he's not getting word or what, like it seemed that that part of it was just mind blowing to me. But when it comes out in the last couple of days that now, you know, they had made offer, they're talking, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, that doesn't, you know, they seem to be talking to these guys because they have a lot of guys up, right? A lot of key guys, yep. Bogarts, Devers, Avaldi, JD, Kike, Vasquez. I mean, as you say him, it's like, holy crap. I mean, how many guys he got? But um, I, it doesn't surprise me that, that like they, they're talking. But one thing I do know about Devers is that when he's going to compare himself not to third baseman, he's going to compare himself to the best 24, 25, 26-year-olds in the game. That's what he's going to compare himself to. And, and that's where he's going to be saying, okay, you know what? What are they getting paid? Because I don't care what position, because, you know, they'll throw, they can throw it back, well, look at you, led the league in errors or whatever. He doesn't care. Like, he's like, I want to be, because I want to be perceived as one of the best players in the game. So I know that whether he gets a deal done or not, that's was his approach. He would not be amenable to the deal Correa worked out with the Twins, right? Where everybody's saying that, you know, it's a it's a super bonus deal because Correa is going to get two max deals or, you know, he's going to be able to go back to the marketplace. Would he be and his and his representation be uh, open to that? Well, would the Red Sox be open to it? Probably not. I mean, so Devers has one more year of arbitration and let's just say so he's making just about 11 over 11 this year. Yep. Let's say next year he's going to make 20. That's which, you know. It's probably realistic. You make 20, then you hit free agency. So, well, you know, you've got to do a deal that is, is like, okay, well, you know, when is the opt-out? Like, what, what does the opt-out look like? Because this is, doesn't line up. I mean, it's a, the whole impetus for the Red Sox is you're buying him, maybe save a little bit of money in terms of the, the, the arbitration, although now that time seems to be coming gone. And then, you know, locking them up long-term. I mean, that's the impetus for the Red Sox. I mean, there's no, you know, the Korea thing is you're chasing the player, right? You're chasing, you're, 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 you have to beat out other teams for the player. The reality for the Red Sox right now is that they have the player for two more years. So it's, it's, you know, they can say this makes sense in terms of locking you up long-term. If you want to be here, this makes sense. Just like it made sense with Bogarts back in, you know, leading into 2019. You get the long-term deal, but, you know, then he gets the opt-out after, you know, X amount of years. So that, I think that's a more realistic scenario. Although now you see Trags guys, more guys are not getting opt-outs. They're just like, give me a crap right. load of money and a crap load of years in this role. Right. You know? so, I mean, Mookie didn't have an opt-out, did he, with the Dodgers? No. No. I mean, and I don't think Lindor did. Um, someone else I'm missing 
who signed recently. Uh, Franco, I don't think he does. You know, so, you know, it's, you know, it's, I, I just know this is that for, for Devers, like you've gone so far down the path, you're so close to free agency. You get that close to free agency, you're not going to, the team is not going to save themselves a lot of money. That's just a reality. Because if, if the guy is that close to free agency, he's just going to be saying, pay me like I'm a free agent. And that's what Devers will say. He is Rob Bradford, host of the Bradfoe Show. You can also follow him on Twitter at Bradfoe and on WEEI.com. Basketball is in full steam for pro hoops, and MLB is also back in business with spring training and opening day, of course, later this week. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs head on over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code clns50 to get started and it's not just basketball bet online is your source for hockey boxing and ufc odds from sports right down to your very favorite vegas casino games bet online is your number one online wagering destination bet online the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts back with rob bradford of weei.com covering the red Sox. uh so the red Sox are not starting april 7th they're starting april 8th what are you going to do with the extra 24 hours Oh man, squeeze out more Fort Myers time. Come on, let's go. You know, like the great thing was they bagged it. So yep. just move the flight back a day. Better than sitting around in a rainy New York. So yeah, I mean, come on. It's like a no-brainer try. You've been down here. You yes. and I have broke bread I, down in Fort Myers. I cannot. I'm like uh, DJ Bean once called me Mike LaPlante because I come out in the sunshine and the warmth. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, he he and, said and, like, that during the 2011 Bruins run to the Stanley cup, by the way, that's where that. Oh, <laughs> well, he's he, no one, no one's better than the moniker with the monikers than DJ, but it's, um, you know, it's funny. You, you know, we, we talk about our time together and covering stuff together. Uh, I was talking to our good friend, John Tomaski the other day, yep. and they have a special on the anniversary of the Bobby Valentine year, 2012. And part of it, obviously, is the Dustin anniversary. Oh, yeah. So part of it is the Dustin Pedroia Patriots Day morning uh, where he's like, you know, that's not how we do things here. Maybe it's how they do it in Japan. Remember that, tracks? And I remember, you know, it's like, so that was our teamwork, right? Try come over here. You know, come over. Listen, Dustin says he has something to say. Trags and Trags, I think you asked the question. I did. They got the answer. Yeah, there you go. So um, Garrett Whitlock, I want to see him in the bullpen. I think that's his best spot, but I understand the argument that Alex Barth um, has made to me on, on numerous occasions for him in the rotation. Where does Garrett Whitlock first begin the season? And I think we know the answer to that. I'm asking that rhetorically, but where does he appear more throughout the year for the Red Sox, either in the rotation or in the bullpen as a closer? So the answer, the short term answer is that you're going to see him, I think, probably in more uh, of more variety of roles than even anyone realized. Because like, 
take for instance the rain out for opening day they have to lump these games together i would not su- be surprised if they go to a six-man rotation because they have so many games in a row yep. these guys are building up and he ends up starting a game now opening day he'll probably going to follow up Avaldi and and that so there'll be a lot of that and Alex Cora has, has we've, we've heard him say this a bunch of times this spring about well you know we figure it's better to have this guy pitch uh three times uh two innings at a whack than four times one inning because six innings is more better than four innings and all that math so okay that's great and I understand like where Alex might be coming down on and starting, everyone wants to see how a guy does starting. Like Daniel Bardu wanted to see how he would, did starting. But at the same time, it's like you got to – what he did last year was a really effective role. And I think it, it, I think to answer your question, it's going to come down to how the other guys do. I mean, Trags, you have a rotation that has a lot of uncertainty in it. Let's be yeah. honest, has a ton of uncertainty in it. You have a bullpen, by the way, has a ton of uncertainty in it. So whichever group needs needs a little more certainty, like I think that's where Whitlock will probably end up and find themselves, uh, and that's the luxury they have. I mean, th- what they need is they need somebody to step up to be the 2022 Garrett Whitlock. They need a Cutter Crawford, a Matt Strom. Yeah, right. It, they need one of these guys to step up and be like the wild card, and, or even you know, listen, not to say they'd be the same thing. But they need the best versions of these guys. They need the best version of Matt Barnes, of Jake Diekman. They need the best versions of these guys. And and I'm not going to get all caught up in spring training. We'll see when the regular season starts. But that is a fact. They need the best version of Michael Waka. Like, there is there's a lot of, oh, Michael Waka figured things out for Tampa in the last two months and got rid of his cutter and so forth and so on. Great. Show me, show me what he does for four or five months. You know, that sort of thing. And, and, and by the way, that's, you're talking about your four starter. Taylor Howe, show me what he can do on a consistent basis going against the third time to the order. Like, all, you have to show me this. Tregs, you were there. To, I think the, the, you know, we have five aces. John Lester yes. leaves, you know. Yes. Wade Miley, Justin Masterson, Joe Kelly, Rick Porcello, Clay Buckholz. I could have made a case for every single one of them. I probably did. But at the end of the day, none of them stepped up. None. So, you know, that, that's where they're fortunate that they have a Valdi, really. And um, Rich Hill, um, is he going to is he gonna last the season? He's yeah, I mean, player. yeah, I think, I think, I think they're going to have to manage him. I mean, this isn't just like go run him out there and say, go get him every fifth day. I think they're going to have to manage him a little bit. Um, you know, a big part of this, and this is why, you know, the like the Tampa model trags. Okay, it's all you win a hundred games without your top three starters. You're doing something right. But the problem is, if we've learned anything, the problem is, is that when you get to the end game, when you get to October, you've run out of these arms so much. They're running on fumes. Even even in the, the the COVID year, Nick Anderson, their best reliever, everyone talks about Blake Snell being pulled. Well, okay, you know, you can make a case for him being pulled, but what you couldn't make a case for was putting in Nick Anderson, whose arm was about to fall off his body. Right. So, I mean, that's so my point with Hill is that you have to 
you know, you just have to make sure with all these guys that you manage them. And, and that's another thing. We have to see what kind of depth they have. We don't know. We don't know. But they're going to have to find some depth somewhere. Were you encouraged with the Red Sox in spring training overall? Yeah. Yeah, I was. I mean, I, I again, I'm not to be like a doom and gloom about all this these unknowns, but there are unknowns and we can't just go in it blindly. I think their lineup is awesome. This is one of the best lineups they're going to have in a long time. Um, I think their defense was really good. Devers defensively was much better than he has been. You know, I think story has got a story to me, put this on the board. Okay. Ready? Story story is going to win the gold glove at second base. Mm. Like I think he's that good. A brand new position. He's gonna yeah, brand new position. Actually, I don't know because maybe they're not because Gold Gloves is fraudulent. You know, I don't even know who won the Gold Gloves. It's more popularity popularity. contest, right? Right. And and so, but all I'm saying is that I think I actually think seeing him play, like that's his position. Like he wouldn't want to say that. They wouldn't want to say that. But his body type, the way he moves, and all of it. Like, to me, like, there you go. There's the second baseman. Like, Bogarts is a big guy, man, right? 6'2", 225. I asked her. I know that. I had 13% body fat. I get all the numbers for you. Bench is 100 kilos. I don't know. That's what he said. How much body fat? That's not on Bogarts? 13%. That's what he told me. 13%. That seems high to me. I'm surprised it's that high. Eh, It's not that high. That's not high. That's not high. Okay. Remember the obsession? Nomar was like Nomar was like six. Yes, that's right. I thought that that was obscene. You can't be like you can't be like one. You know, like you have to have some body fat. Right. But it's but uh yeah, he's thirteen percent, two twenty five. And I actually we were talking to Eddie Romero on the radio, the assistant GM who helped sign Bogarts. He said he said, Yeah, he was like one fifty when they signed him. He's two two twenty five now. Wow. So yeah, so um, by the way, um, how impressed were you with the way Devers came to camp in shape? Were, were, um, I mean, I mean, I he think he was looks okay. Better, right? I mean, he looks. A I little think bit. I think he looked better last year. Really? Yeah. I mean, I. But the weird thing is, this is way too much information. But that's why we, we're here. Are, we don't go in the clubhouse last. We we didn't go in the clubhouse last year. I looked at the guy on the field and i say wow that guy is slim you look at him last year he was really slim he, he's still like in, in far better shape than he used to be now um but you know we're in the clubhouse and like okay well it's not exactly like groundskeeper willie here you know it's like it's you know you got my reference uh, uh, i think so yeah are you a simpsons guy so uh so anyway you know, I think I go back and I said this to Bogarts in the podcast. I said, we were talking about per diem. I said, dude, God bless Rafi. Like he's come a long way, but I remember that first time he was in that major league clubhouse. He was wearing out the per diem. I guarantee you because he, he must've gained like 50 pounds and throughout the grapefruit league. Uh, but he's, he's in good shape. Like he, I think he's figured it out. He's figured out what he needs to do. Um, and he told me the other day that he's yep. like, I'm a third baseman. I'm going to be a third baseman forever or wow. not forever, but for, I mean, really for the foreseeable future. So, okay. I mean, and, and honestly, the way that he's played, he, he looks, he looks good. I, he looks good. 
Good. Well, uh, that's why I have you on this podcast, Rob. Nobody brings the 411 like you do. Cool. Look at that. And the groundskeeper. Go Google groundskeeper Willie. You'll see what I'm talking about. I will do that. And uh, I want you to get um, an extra, extra um, espresso in your latte that you might be Mm. waiting for if it's iced. Is that what you're waiting on? No, no. I I, I don't drink coffee, Trags. Come on, all our years together, you don't know this. I I didn't I drink tea. That's all I drank. I, tea. I could have sworn. Well, I'm sorry, I dropped. No, the you know, it's a lethal combination of tea. Yep, five hour energy. I that I I was thinking of you uh, yesterday when I was going around uh, trying to find a pick me up for the afternoon, and I'm like. You know, Bradford would definitely advise me going to like a CVS or a Walgreens. Have you tried these Celsius? No, I haven't. I'm buying, I'm buying stock in these babies. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, and you know, tracks, spring training, man, they're long days, long, yes. day, longer days than they any are. other time of year because the clubhouse opens at eight and then you're going all day long. It's, it's great. I love it. But still, little long days. But I'm ready to go, man. Let's go, baseball. Follow yeah. him on weei.com and he has one of the very best podcasts and very best shows out there the brad foe show correct thank you uh, i mean what am i supposed to say no yeah no, you do okay yes, you do. well i i appreciate that tracks you have one of the best podcasts out there you are one of the finest talents that i've ever had the opportunity to work with you are the one who I always feel I have never felt better for a human being than when the Cincinnati Bengals went to the Super Bowl than for you. So, uh, yes. So we will we will run hand in hand through this baseball season, enjoying every single minute of it. And a baseball isn't boring T-shirt is on the way to the Tragsian uh, studios. So there you go. I appreciate that, Rob. I want to thank everybody for downloading today's podcast. Thank our great guest, Rob Bradford from WEEI.com. Also want to thank our great sponsor, betonline.ag. For the one and only Brad Foe, I'm Trags, Mike Petralia, and this has been the Red Sox Beat Podcast powered by CLNS Media.